Connected Man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Kane. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. We want you to be informed and inspired to help make this a better America. Thank you for joining breaking us Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing, buddy? Welcome back to D.C. That's, uh, let me tell you, it was a little bit of a struggle. Did you fly get... or you drove? Oh, yes. Uh, I flew uh, down to Miami and my plane was delayed by about four hours and I got to my hotel Sunday night, Monday morning, about 2.30 in the morning and then oh, had the exact same thing happen coming home last night and got home at 2.30 in the morning. So It wasn't uh, weather, was it? Uh, uh, first night was weather. Yesterday was one of those situations where the plane comes to the gate and the crew gets off and says, we've done our required hours, see you later. <laughs> and they had to fly another crew in from Washington, Dulles, all oh, the way to man. Miami, to then have them get off the plane, walk over, get on ours, and fly it back. Sometimes we'll exchange horror stories. I got yeah. one that I'm, I don't want to do. I got one better, but I got one better. We can do it later. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but it was right. one of those things where the plane was just sitting there, and if there had been a crew anywhere, they could have popped them on, but yeah, yeah. oh well, whatever. It, I got you. So how was the sense of the Jeb Bush announcement. You know, I, I think it was it was an interesting event. This is why I really like to go cover these things in person, because watching on TV, you get a feel, but not the same feel as being there. Uh, and, and especially since Marco Rubio's was just a few miles away in, in really the same environment of Miami, the difference in this one was how many members of the Republican establishment showed up from the state of Florida. Right. A, every other minute, I was turning around and saying, I know that person. Oh, yeah, that's a former senator. That's a former congressman. That's a, oh, yeah, a, he, he was a congressman and then he was in the Bush cabinet when Bush was governor. You know, so there was a host of uh, Republican Party figures and more from the state of Florida who were there yesterday, and it really was striking to me how much the establishment showed up and how much they are backing Jeb Bush. Now, that doesn't mean that somehow Bush is uh, the candidate or that he's going to win or anything like that, but when you do have the money that he certainly will has raised and will be able to raise, and you do have that entry into the establishment, I don't think you can ignore Jeb Bush. The other thing was, and, and, and this is something I, I just still am convinced that most Republican voters around the country have just no earthly idea about Jeb Bush's record as governor of Florida. And then this is going to be a challenge for the Bush people to get that out, because if you go back and look, the Democrats at the time referred to him as basically a nut brain re Republican conservative who was way off to the right. Obviously, there's a lot of people listening to this program, a lot of people in the Republican Party who don't think Jeb Bush is anywhere near the right uh, side of the Republican Party these days. So that'll be something that he'll have to scrap about. Correct. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I, the, the other thing that struck me was how much Spanish was spoken at yesterday's event. And it's a, uh, along with the Rubio campaign, along with Ted Cruz, the Republicans have legitimate people running this time who will be able to converse fluently in Spanish, not just a few words here and there. And the Democrats don't really have that. 
And I, I still, as I look at, let's just assume for the sake of argument, Hillary Clinton's a nominee. Right. I, I just think they're going to have to almost choose somebody who does have that ability. Because, boy, you can really see the Republicans with a candidate of Marco Rubio or Jeb Bush, for that matter, or Ted Cruz, be able to go in and speak directly to those communities in a way that they've maybe never been able to before. Right. And uh, so I was struck by that. Overall, the tone, uh, I, I think that uh, Jeb Bush, uh, I haven't seen that much fire in the belly from him ever, basically. Can he continue that, or was that just a one-time thing? I mean, that's something I, I think that you're going to have to watch for. But for, for the Bush people, it seemed like on the ground that they probably got about as good of a first introduction as they could. Now their job is to sell his record and to tell people about his record. And obviously along the way, he's going to take some jabs from fellow Republicans. I did notice for parts of it that I did see that he did appear to have more fire than you normally see in him when he's just doing an interview and this sort of thing. So that was a uh, that was quite uh, noticeable on your part, but I saw that too. So he's got some fire in the belly about this whole thing because remember, leading up to it, it was always well, not sure, da da. We're still considering it on, but he did have some fire in the belly. You and know, and he's he's sort of wonky. I think he likes those discussions where you sit yeah. down on a stage and somebody interviews you and you get into heavy details. And you know, many of us would just sort of look at it and fall asleep and run for a second cup of coffee or something like that but that's him he he enjoys that now yeah. the, you know the issue is can you translate that and, and that excitement and keep it going it's a long campaign it, it goes it bounces all over the place he's in new hampshire today he goes to iowa tomorrow he goes to south carolina on thursday hitting the first three states that'll be voting next year and you know we'll see then we transition what about now donald trump is making his announcement we've got the governors coming up uh jindal of louisiana walker of wisconsin uh maybe john Kasich of ohio who am i forgetting chris christie of new jersey i would think that we could have four governors getting in soon so the the final sort of shape of this race is emerging but nobody knows obviously who's going to be able to jump up and really take this to the next level right right now while we're waiting for donald to get to the point because <laughs> uh we t we are on trump watch trump watch okay. he's giving a speech right now and so shaney b is trying to see whether or not he's going to hear those words that we've talked about so we'll we'll come back to him uh, if he gets to that point before we get done with this segment in the in the meantime you said that there's a hearing going the hearing going on relative to the hacking of the office of personnel management yeah uh, the the opm agency which really deals with personnel records for all of the federal government uh, they uh, they acknowledge today they've had a history of network security troubles uh, but the OPM chief said when she came on they started doing work to fix that and the only reason they uncovered this hack was because of the efforts that they had taken to try to stop those kind of internet attacks she uh, Kathleen Archuleta is steadfastly refusing to tell lawmakers in public session just how wide-ranging this is but I'll tell you I got an idea of it because I know a guy who used to work up here in the Congress and hasn't worked here in a couple years and I know somebody else who worked up here in the Congress and hasn't worked up here in over a decade and they got letters over the weekend that said from the OPM hey your your I you know your identity and your personnel details may have been taken in this hacking attack so these right. are people that didn't work in the executive branch they worked in the legislative branch but their records were down there at OPM so uh, you know I'm, I'm beginning to think that this it could be much more wide-ranging and affect many more people than maybe we've talked about so far current former federal employees even prospective federal employees who filled out forms trying to get a job with the federal government well I worked for the federal government back in the late 1960s let's see if I get a letter 
<laughs> relative to this whole thing. And now, I see this story just breaking. How about this? Uh, the New York Times is reporting the FBI is investigating the St. Louis Cardinals front office for hacking into the uh, baseball computer networks of the Houston Astros front office. What? Yeah, that's wow. uh, that's just popping up now. So we'll see where that story goes today. Now, did uh, how should, have you heard any more talk about? Who did the hacking? That's Chinese, and they are adamantly denying that they had anything to do yeah, with it. Yeah, nobody's really been saying much about that. I mean, I, I think, be, you know, this is, Herman, this is sort of one of those interesting things of how the dance of Washington, D.C., yeah. and of, of information is that senior officials with knowledge sort of pointed that right, way early. Right. And then everybody in public, all the spokespeople and officials can go, oh, I, I don't know about that. I can't confirm that. You know, we're still investigating. But I, I think, and, and, and even the White House had, had initially said that. They may never blame it on anybody, but I think it was pretty clear in the early assessment from the feds. They have a good idea. They think who did this. They're just not going to pursue it much further unless they can actively identify and, and indict some of these people as they've tried before. Right. So what's the deal now on the uh, fast track slash trade plan? They're going to come back to it in 45 days? Yeah, they're going to vote today in the House to try to basically ice it and put it on hold until the end of July to give the administration and the GOP leadership more breathing room to try to figure out how you move forward. Again, they've already approved the, the toughest part of this, which is the fast-track legislation. It's the worker assistance for anybody who loses their job because of a free trade agreement that is on the rocks, and that's usually something that draws very strong Democratic Party support. The Democrats, the rank and file, seem insistent that they're going to uh, you know, undercut the president and not let him move forward with this. I guess it's theoretically possible that you could get Republicans to vote for it, but I don't think a lot of them want to. And so uh, there, there's not many good options. Again, it's not dead, uh, but it's you know sort of stuck right now. So I don't know. Right. We'll have to see what happens. I, I'm, I'm still reluctant to say that the president has suffered a major uh, defeat, but certainly at this point in time, there doesn't seem to be a good option to move forward quickly. So there's going to be a procedural vote on that today. We were. Uh, I've seen some reports that behind closed doors today, the speaker really lit into a rank and file Republicans for not supporting the party and the party leadership on a couple of these procedural votes dealing with trade. So there's some bruised feelings going on inside the party as well. Well, there might be some bruised feelings, but some of the the parties, some of the members are hearing from their constituency, and I'm still baffled as to why the leadership is pushing so hard to pass this agreeing with President Obama and he's got you've got a lot of Republicans that are pushing back like you said before you've got the Republicans divided the Democrats divided and half of the Republicans working with President Obama Well, I would say it's not half of the Republicans it's uh, 85 87 percent of the Republicans voted with the president on fast track it's, wow. it's not it's I wouldn't call them divided really it's a small group that voted okay. against it uh, and and really and the Democrats on the flip side were about 90 to 95 percent opposed to the president so it is it's turned the Congress somewhat upside down it certainly has Wow Interesting times. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. All right, Herman. We'll see you, buddy. You got it. You listen to the Herman Cain Show, and we have yet to hear those magical words, right, Jamie B., of uh, coming from Mr. Trump yet, right? No, he's talking about jobs. He's talking about China and yep. setting it all up. Setting it all up. And, uh, folks, we'll keep you posted right here on the Herman Cain Show. When you're listening to Herman Cain, Herman Cain, you won't miss any breaking news. And you'll never miss out on a single solution for a better America. Herman Cain is on Coast to Coast.
Do you think he'll get there before the show is over with Shane DeVee? Oh, he's on a roll. <laughs> he's on a roll. <laughs> I can tell by his hand gestures. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 